one of the words in that song was mm-hmm. every seed sowed with tears shall come forth in its time every seed that sown with tears shall come forth in its time that that i felt was the pivot point of that song that we just listened to so father as i get ready to release i pray right now a releasing of that rest in any way we've still been struggling look complete that bring that rest fully to us the hebrews 4 isaiah 30 15 rest secondly lord everyone on this call i know is walking as a new wineskin so you said to go ahead and take the pitcher and pour out new wine into each and every one here let them receive this new wine anointing right now in jesus name and thank you lord that everyone here who has and i know everyone here on this call has sown in tears lord that they are about to receive the restoration of that inheritance of things that were stolen things that were lost and Lord, with that inheritance comes the reformer's anointing. So I anoint and release, <clears throat> drop the mantle of reformer of Wilberforce upon each and every one on this call. Everyone else who couldn't make it on this call that's part of this reformation movement who are connected with the global watch. Lord, we believe this is a watch, but it's also for reformation. And I thank you for that reformer's anointing on us as we go forth in Jesus name. Amen. I think Hillary has a word before we enter into listening. So we'll let her, Hillary, whatever word you have, lead us into a time of waiting on the Lord to receive the rest of what we need to pray. Okay. Thank you. I just wondered with Wilberforce, he also was one who had a mantle for the deliverance from slavery. That's what I mean by reformer. He reformed slavery. Another dimension to that, he and his wife apparently wrote this amazing book about manners. And this book of manners and how to treat one another in a godly way was multiplied all over Great Britain and is said to have been the core of the revival that was sustained. Wow. So I pray that coming into healthcare, and the way patients are treated, doctors, nurses, everyone is treated with dignity and honor and restoration of respect. That, Lord Jesus, you would bring your breath, your ruach, Kadesh, and to heal my dear brothers and sisters who have been on the rasp end of people's tongues and the cruelty of slander and being despised and grossly dishonored, that, Lord, this Wilberforce mantle of restoration of right honor, of dignity, respect between human relations, and the John 13, 34 command, Lord Jesus, you gave to each of your disciples, that we learn to love one another in the way that you've loved us. I speak this forth over healthcare in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Hillary. Wow, I didn't know that part. He also reformed prison. Yeah. He also reformed church-based education. He also yeah. touched healthcare, but not greatly. 
and he started the Humane Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. And his predecessor, or his follower, I, his, I forget his name right now, reformed mental health. Mm. So there's a direct link from Wilberforce into mental that came. That's interesting. The other person, the other thing he did was in the voyage of those coming out to Australia with the first fleet, he was apparently very influential in getting Richard Johnson, the chaplain, on board to bring the gospel. Wow. So we say thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it was a no small thing what happened there at Westminster yeah. that moment. Yeah. People that were there are already out preaching it and spreading it. So I think that was what God intended. The mantle would come alive again in this hour over many people. Amen. All right, so Father, we just take the next, let's say, till 9.45. So we have four minutes just to quiet our hearts and listen for what God wants you to declare or pray over the seed. Let's include the mantle of reformer and the rain, those three things, anything God has on your heart to pray. And I'll call you back at 9.45. All right, put, we're gonna have you put your hands up so I can take you in the order, because I'm sure there's some different things. And I, while you're thinking to put your hand up, I'll give you a second to do that. I just wanna say to Hillary, that was powerful because I know that a part of restoration is the fact that so many on this call have been dishonored, they've been slandered. They've, that's part of the dying of the seed that's been taking place. And I just think that, that was a really significant understanding of, of the Wilberforce anointing. So thank you for that. Bless you. That's yeah, good. Your hand up first and then Molly after you. Must be something about Australia. They're more aware. Thank you. I just got this sort of explosion in my spirit it, along with this whole idea this new seed would come forth into its true God-given identity. No corruption, no abortion, no crookedness. Full potential be realized. Grow to maturity and abundant life, release the potential of love and joy and peace and resurrection power, explosive multiplication and blessing. And I actually put no more shame. And I put here, no more slander in Jesus' name. Wow. We'll come back to that because there's a prayer that goes with that about it not being able to be stolen. Not be able so, to be well, corrupted. No more yeah. corruption. Yeah. yeah. And then Molly. Thank you. I really believe that what Hillary shared is prophetic because the Lord was putting, even as you were talking about, even that worship kept coming back to me. And even Sue touched on this about the God is looking. God always looks, even right now, is what he's looking at is the heart. And the words we speak are the abundance of what is in our heart. And I sense that the word, even in Matthew, God's word says that the sower sows the word. So the words that we speak bring life. They are either they either bring life or death. And so I just want to highlight that scripture from the choice of life and death in the power of the tongue. And reading from Deuteronomy 30, verse 14. But the word is very near you. It's in your mouth 
and in your heart. See that you may do it. See today, I have set before you life and prosperity and death and disaster. What I am commanding you today is to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgment so that you may live and multiply. Then the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. And verse 19 says, and I think this is a plumb line that God says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him for he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give them. So Father, we just wanna, we receive this word, this command, this plumb line that you have set for in healthcare. Lord, as you highlighted to be this new wineskin that can bring forth the restoration, you said, to any mountain, we have to speak. Lord, even to decree your word for healing, to have faith in our hearts and to speak the power of the blood, the power of Lord, to believe in our hearts and to speak. And Father, we choose life today. We choose blessings today. And we bless the work of your hands. We bless the temples that you have made. We bless mankind that you have created in your image. We bless, Father God, health and restoration. We bless the seeds of life that have been sown. Father God, we call forth them. We call them forth into life, into fruition, into multiplication, into increase. We call forth, Father, according to Joel 2.25, before you, you said you pour out your spirit. You said, I will restore to you the years. Father, we are asking for the years that the locust, the woodworm, and the cankerworm have eaten the army that you sent against us. Father, we thank you that today you are turning around. You are bringing forth your abundance. You are declaring your victory of the cross, of the blood, and the faith in the rest that we rest in him and him alone in Christ. We receive it, we declare it, and we thank you, Father, that your word will not return void, but accomplish and prosper in the things it's been sent for. Amen. 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 Would you pipe those verses into the chat box for us, Molly? And Amen. then, Sue, you you'd be next. I want to follow up on what Molly just said, because I don't truly believe that the life that we carry, the calling of God, can come to fruition unless words are spoken to it. And the word, power of our words do have life. It's water to the seed. 
that is within us. That's where the word, that's what causes the seed within us to bust forth is the, the encouragement from believers, the encouragement from the word of God, the words, the words are life and breath to our spirit and our soul. And I had not realized this until Shakara taught us this week that on every Yom Kippur, Isaiah 58, 9 through 14 is spoken. And that is part of Isaiah 58 is part of the core values for the watch. Why? Because Isaiah 58, 9 says, if you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in darkness and your darkness shall be as noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach and restorer of streets to dwell in. Lord God, help us control our tongues. For out of it is the river, can come the river of life, but it can also come the river of death. And Father, we know how much it requires to overcome that once that is spewed forth into the atmosphere, how much it takes to recover. Lord, forgive us for arrogant words, for words of presumption, for words that are driven by pride or insecurity. I pray, Father, for all of us to line up with your man-given purpose in our lives, that you would take away the reproach of the of our widowhood and bring us into the marriage of the lamb in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Carolyn, you're next. Okay. This is the scripture that the Lord brought. He was speaking to me about the balm of Gilead. And I want to just put this scripture in the chat. Okay. The distance here, that is Mount Gilead, where the balm of Gilead came from. And I just had this strong sense mm -hmm. as he led me to this scripture that there was Joseph in the pit about to be sold into slavery and who was coming by but Ishmaelites from that mountain to rescue him and to bring him to the land of Egypt where he would become a very unlikely form of a savior to our people. And yet, what were they coming with? They were coming with lot. They were coming with myrrh, with all kinds of different aromatic spices that are used as medicine. They were used for healing. And so even though this grievous thing had happened to Joseph, it's almost like a reflection on the medical system today. The medical system has not been for healing, a lot of it. It's been for profit. It's been for self-advantage, selfish ambition and things like this. And yet all this time, while Joseph, the patient, was being carried off into slavery in Egypt, there were peoples who had the aromatic gums and spices that were used in the healing in their bags. And they brought them down there. And ultimately, it had a good ending. But it just really hit me in light of Gilead, that mountain right there. That's where the balsam came from. And so I just want to speak that over the medical profession. 
that there would be a new understanding that just what was meant for evil with Joseph when his brothers sold him into slavery happened to Yeshua. We sold him out to the Romans that he would go to the cross. And yet in both cases, God turned what was meant for evil into something just glorious. And so we thank you, Father, that you are the God who takes what was meant for evil, including the field of healthcare. You gave this to us for healing, the balm of Gilead and so forth. And you want these medicines to be used for healing the sick. But there have been people who have twisted it along the way. And we just declare from this day forth that truly the balm of Gilead will come out of that mountain, cover the world, Father, pour it out in your spirit and bring renewal. May you raise up many doctors and nurses in your kingdom and even those who are not yet in your kingdom. And give them an understanding of this scripture and how you want to turn what was meant for evil into something glorious. Amen. Two things that I want to speak to wrap Amen. up. Speaking of restored inheritance and balm of Gilead, I just need to share a quick story. Maybe 20 years ago, coming back from Nicaragua, I had a vision of a cargo ship. And long story short, I was told that I needed to figure out what was in the cargo. And one of the steps of figuring it out was to go home and honor my father's inheritance. I come from a family that really wasn't Christian, so I wasn't terribly honoring of my own inheritance. When I got to the house, my dad met me at the door with a letter in his hand. It was written by the ship captains in our family from the 1850s who made many voyages to Malta, to Palermo, and also to north northern coast of Caribbean side of South America. So I asked my dad what was in that cargo? And he said, timber and bottles of the balm of Gilead. So I said to my dad, that's ridiculous. It's balm in Gilead. It's not balm of Gilead. And besides, there is no such thing anymore. And he was arguing back and forth. And he said, shut up a minute. I'll be right back. He went into the basement of my family home. It goes back to 1800s. And there he brought back a bottle, a green large bottle with a label on the outside, balm of Gilead. And I was still in an argumentative mood because it didn't say balm in Gilead, it said balm of Gilead. So I said, let me show you, Dad, that you're wrong. Talk about pride. So I opened up to Jeremiah 8:22, and I started to read. And this is for all of us right now. Is there no balm in Gilead? See, Dad, it's in. <laughs> But I'm holding the bottle and the Holy Spirit says, what do you have in your hand? Oh, Bama Gilead. Is there no physician there? Who are you, Holy Spirit says. Is there no hope for daughter Zion? Just then Holy Spirit said, if you have balm, you have a physician, then there's hope for Zion there's hope for America. 
there's hope for turnaround. 20 years ago, I've been carrying that. Um. So I want to pour it out together with you, Carolyn, because you're reaching out with your right arm and you're grabbing it from over there, your left arm, okay? <laughs> and I'm grabbing that bottle and we're together we're going to pour Balma Gilead over the team so that the healthcare team can be true healers. And the healing that comes from the Balma Gilead is not just physical. It's healing of discouragement. Amen. It's healing of the broken relationships and families. Because I learned later that the Balm of Gilead here heals the frog spirit, which in Revelation 16 is what divides brother from brother. It's what's all over the earth today, dividing one people group from another people group. The Balm of Gilead is healing for the brotherly relationships. So Father, I pour out, we pour out right now, reaching from South America to Boston to Israel and from Israel and back. And we take the balm right now and we pour it out right now, symbolically of the healing that Hillary was referring to, symbolically relating to the healing of the bride of Christ coming back into unity and healing Lord through the medical professions for this hour and for this day. And we thank you for that in Jesus name. Amen. Could we ask for a dose of it in Australia too, please? Yes, and we pour it out upon Australia <laughs> and the whole world in Jesus' name. I actually still have that bottle sitting around at the house. So it's, it's been there a long time, that bottle. It was brought back in 1855 from Suriname on the north coast of South America. Amazing. And they, that apparently is another place where they had balmus medicus trees and were able producing balm. Um, one last thing, Sue, in our conversation Friday, was talking about the mouth of the dragon. Mm. I know you don't want to hear it again, Sue, but when, when Hillary said, the way I heard it, Hillary, and maybe that wasn't what you intended, is that the birthing of the new thing is often devoured or taken away mm. or removed before it can survive. And that's yeah. Revelations 12. Yeah. And then I saw a woman in labor crying out with child. And then I saw another great sign, a giant red dragon. And the dragon was waiting to devour the child. So that dragon represents the spirit that wants to devour the birthing of the new thing. So I, I, in scripture, it tells us we cannot even touch that spirit or we'll never do it again. That's Job chapter 41. But it says later, I think it's in Titus or one of those last little books in the Bible, it says, do not easily speak against Satan and do what Michael did and just simply say, I rebuke you. Right now, so right now, like, like Michael did, we say to a dragon trying to devour this, these seeds as they're coming forth. We speak to the dragon, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord, the Lord rebuke, rebuke you. you. Sorry. The, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I think that's the sort of the final touch there. And we rebuke COVID. Yes. We're family right now. The Lord rebuke COVID in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. We're past the hour, but thank you. It sure flowed nice, wasn't it? <laughs> thank you all. We'll yeah. see you next week, one hour earlier. Thank you. Oh, wait Thank a minute. Uh, how about, let's see, who didn't get to talk yet? How about Cheryl? Can you just close us in prayer if you're able? All right. Papa, we are grateful to call you Father. We are grateful to call you God Almighty. And on this watch, we are also grateful to call you Healer restorer, deliverer, and on. We thank you for this time together in your presence, Holy Spirit leading and guiding for these words coming out, these testimonies coming out. And as we part ways, we go under your banner through power of your spirit, Holy God, asking you to keep on birthing what you have begun in us and through your plans and purposes. We pray this in Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name. Amen. I say amen and goodbye. Amen. amen. Blessings. Have a great Blessings. week, everyone. Bless you. Bless Thank you. you. Bless, Bless you all. Thank you so much, Dr. Doe and all Dr. Yeah, Charlie, everyone. Thank, Thank you. Bless you. Shalom, shalom. Bye.